They've got a brand new stadium, a big one, and they're going to put a big flag up there in a moment because the eagle has landed. Sports news and reviews. This is the Sports Desk on Sin. Good morning and welcome to this Monday's episode of the Sports Desk. You are with April, James, and Matt. How are you guys? Not yeah. bad. Good size. Excited if for a big nice. show? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Absolutely. I'm great. We've got a lot to get through, but I think we'll dive into definitely you guys' favourite sport, perhaps. Definitely James's, anyway. Yeah. Good morning. Big, yeah, huge. Big, big, big day. Big, um, big, big week. weekend. Oh yeah. Very big weekend. Um, we move on to the football, the world football, the um, the soccer, soccer. if you must. <laughs> uh, now, Matt, do you want to take us through the only game that really mattered this weekend? Oh, which which, which was the couple of Bertadores final. Oh my god! Just. I mean, this is pure pandemonium. It was absolutely insane. Like, River Plate and um, Flamengo. So. It, Argentinian team and a Brazilian team yep. facing off in the final of the Brazilian, like the Brazil, like sorry, the South American equivalent of the Champions League, just mad, like insane. Like, I think that that is the game that you want. Like Gabriel Barbosa, just that's the, he's he's just done exactly what you want. Like, yep. it, like you you pull him in on loan, he's on loan from Inter, and he scored an equaliser with a minute on the clock. The winner with a second, the winner in two minutes into injury time. Got a yellow card for taking his shirt off as he celebrated the winner, and then, like with the last before the last kick in the game, he got sent off for flipping off a fans, which is just that's football. That's South American <laughs> football that's in a football. nutshell. <laughs> I mean, well, if we take you through the scores, scorers, results, um, if uh, you must, great two one. Like it was great. I yeah. mean, we had goals. Um, River Plate. We had Rafael Santos Bore scoring in the fourteenth minute for River Plate, and then Gabriel Barbosa. Getting two goals. Gabby goal is a like historic. <coughs> it's a historic nickname. It's a great. It's a great I love nickname. it. It's great. Um, he scored in the 89th uh, minute, uh, bringing it to one all, and then he scored in the 92nd minute yeah. out of 94 minutes. So you wouldn't have wanted to leave early, is my take. From yeah, I mean, from this. I, don't, <laughs> I don't think anyone in that stadium but would have you, left early. You might no, have no. like thought, ah, oh, they've got it. Flick off. Yeah. True. Mm, yeah, I see your point. Yeah. Be, there, you know what? There'd be some people in there that just say, oh, now we're going to go. It's the kind of thing like nah. five minutes ago, you turn off your telly. Like, oh, it's one and done. Yeah. It's only one nil though. It's true. And you know what? The best thing about it, right? Even if it was like two nil and they got a goal back, the game's not over. No. Mm. Because it's like, hey, we've got a goal back. We just need one more goal and it's a draw. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it. It's perfect unless it's three nil, then the game's over basically. Um, yeah, the couple of Bertadores is always mad. It was insane. I mean, we had two red cards in the ninety fifth minute. We had um, uh, the es- first red to be fair, worse than the second red. Like, yes, the the red for the tackle was worse than the Plate. red for like the second yellow for flipping the fans off. Yeah, I mean, so Esquil uh, Palacios got red card in the ninety fifth, and then Gabby Barbosa got a red card for. Obviously, that second yellow flipping off the fans, taunting, taunting the real plate fans, if you must. Um, but yeah, so um, Flamengo got 
Got the win. Got the dub. Flamengo twenty seven games unbeaten. Yeah, that's that's unreal. crazy. That's a lot of that's a lot of games. And if you if you're if you're interested in like you know, your uh, South American football and derbies, if you you know if you want to call them whatever, um, I highly recommend watching the documentary Copper Ninety brought out uh, last year on the Copa Libertadores when they did when it was River Plate versus Boca Juniors, which are the two Argentinian clubs from um, Buenos Aires. So the exact, they're literally, uh, the only thing that separates them is like a street, and that's it. Because one's by the docks, and then one's like the, um, the Sabocas from more of like the suburbs, and their stadium is literally built next to houses. And it's one of the greatest stadiums because it's not like a big round stadium that's all luscious and whatever. It's just high, and it's tall. There's no room to move around. It's fantastic. And then River Plate's based on the docks of Buenos Aires. Um, and it's about an hour and a half documentary about how I had the two, I had the first leg, and then the second leg, the um, the Boca bus was ambushed by River Plate fans throwing like tear gas into their um, uh, into their bus, and it all went. It was a massive, you know, um, what kerfuffle, as I like to call it. Um, and then you know the FIFA moved it to Real, um, to Real Madrid Stadium, the Bernabeu, and then it just, yeah. It's nuts. And if you want to watch the full thing, Copper 90's got it. And it's one of the greatest documentaries I've ever watched on football. Dora can definitely look up the highlights of this. this oh, yeah. Final, the um, last, like, it's it's a seven-minute highlight reel, but, like, the last, I reckon, five minutes are just that. Just the last five minutes. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, if you, even if you look at it now, like, they've got Christ the Redeemer lit up in the flamenco colours. Yeah. Which is great. It's fantastic. passionate about that down there. I mean, like, it, this is probably, in my opinion, the biggest the biggest, like, trophy in world football, apart from, like, club football. Because Champions League, yeah, is big, but the fans aren't aren't as passionate. Yeah, they love it. Like, these guys go nuts. I mean, like, I don't... Like, their whole life is just, you know, circulating around this one club. Yeah. And each of their own clubs. And it's great to see um, River Plate lose, um, because they... Well, they won the... I've got strong feelings about River Plate. Yeah, because they won the Libertadores against Boca, um... That wasn't great because I like Boca. Um, that Carlos Tevez plays for them now. Does he really? Yeah. How much are they paying you? Quite a lot of money. Too much money. Too much money because um, that was his original team, and then he went back there to retire. So I think he's still playing there now. But yeah. Well, look, that's the Copa Libertadores. Um, it's the most review. Re- it's the most relevant game of the morning. I agree. So Got to start off with that because it's just insane. Um, but we're going to move on to some Premier League action. Because there was um, a lot, a lot, a lot kicked off um, this week, and we had the return of the Premier League after the international break. On Saturday, we had um, the Spurs taking on West Ham at the London Stadium. Now, your boys, Matt, got the job done. Finally, won. We won on with the road. Jose Mourinho. We won, we won on the road for the first time since January. I mean, is it, is it really on the road though? It's like, on the road. like you yeah. just you just walk like fifty meters in the stadiums there. Yeah. It's, it's, the it's in London. It's, it's still an away game. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It's Fair like, enough. It's, it's, it'd be like saying going to the bloody library, like sorry, the the, the Emirates rather, not yeah, the library. That's, the, that, that's one that doesn't carry on air. Um, <laughs> it is the library though. It's the library. It is the library. Um, that that's still an away game, even yep. though they're in that's North London. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, great, great game. Like, it was. Went up three 0 Didn't look troubled. Two late goals from West Ham made them look less embarrassed. But yeah, we looked good. Hyun Son's finally got on the score sheet. What do you mean finally got on the score sheet? I, lo- I just love him scoring goals. He's, he's constantly scoring goals, but it, it's just good to see him scoring goals. And I, and it's see, I don't really watch Tottenham games because you know because you you wouldn't. 
just wouldn't. And I'm like, like you know, when he gets on, oh, he scored a goal, fantastic. He and then I'm good. like, what's the highlights? Deli Ali looked like a superstar. Yeah, like Deli Ali just ran that game. It was unreal. Do you reckon they'll actually start playing from Rainio this year? Yeah. Now that they've got him, yeah, it's cooked. Yeah, it's gonna be. So I mean, but like, <laughs> I've seen so it. many memes about this, and oh, they're saying like Ibrahimovic to Tottenham, um, Ronaldo back to Tottenham. Um, yeah, no, I don't, and then I don't, Harry, Harry Kane gets like kicked out, joins back to Arsenal as he as he was in under nines. The only rumor that I've seen that I don't like is people saying that um, Poch might go to Arsenal, and that that would, would oh my physically God. break me. That would be so. Maurizio Pochettino obviously got sacked, and Unai Emery has been booed off the pitch again. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, by the most fickle fans in the Premier League, which are Arsenal fans. Um, I mean, I'd love to see it. Be, you know what would be as big as? Sol Campbell moving to Arsenal. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was the because no one knew who he was going to play for, and it was all up in the air. He was a free agent, and then they don't say anything. He's done the medical like two weeks before he signed, and Garbage. like it was just they were just waiting for it, and they just went bang. Garbage. And still, it, I'm, still, I'm still pissed. I love it. I wasn't even, but I wasn't even like consciously supporting anything at that yep. point. But I'm still pissed. No, nah, it's great. Um, Anyways, other than that, lots of other results. We had Man City beating Chelsea two one at the Etihad. Burnley taking on Watford, winning three 0 at Vicarage Road. Uh, Norwich finally got a win against oh, Everton, good on him. two 0 at uh, Goodison Park. And then at Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace hosted uh, Liverpool. Liverpool beat them two one with a controversial VAR. Decision. Um, lots of memes going around that, which are fantastic. Give, give them a sass because I, I, a, a, anything Liverpool and VAR is just classic. Um, and then Leicester beat Brighton two 0 putting them up to third still. Um, and then Arsenal drew two two to nineteenth on the ladder. Needed a literal last minute. <laughs> Southampton ninety sixth minute. Yeah. God above. Yeah. Not Arsenal are good. And then we had Wolverhampton Wanderers taking on Bournemouth, beating them two one. And then Man United choked um, again to Sheffield United, drawing 3-3 at Bramall Lane in Sheffield. Surely Sheffield were the better team there, though. Like, Man U scored were. three goals in ten minutes. Yep. But, like, when they were up for... Three and seven, and then they just scored the last one. And, yep. and then, yeah. Now, look, as the table stands, uh, I'll read the top top six who are in um, contention for European qualifications. Now, top five go into... No, top four go into Champions League and then the five and six go into the Europa League. We've got Liverpool in first still with 12 wins, one one draw, no losses. Leicester City in second um, on... What are they on? They're on... 29 points. Yes, that's right. And then Man City are on 28 with uh, nine wins, one draw, three losses. Chelsea in fourth on 26 Wolverhampton Wanderers in uh, fifth with 19 points. Sheffield United in that Europa League contention spot. Yeah, but like, I love it. so is everyone. The, the, yeah. The, the top half of the table, like even Bournemouth. Separate like two points, but it doesn't matter. Bournemouth are a win back from fifth. Yeah. And they're in 11th. We're 10th, but mm. uh, we, should, we, we were up to fifth on goal difference. We were briefly above Arsenal's red hot, but yep. then, you know. And then the other teams, um, other big sixes, you like to call them. I don't think they're big six anymore. I don't um, think so. Arsenal in eighth. Manchester United 9th and then Tottenham Hotspur in 10th. Uh, the relegation race, as I like to call it. Uh, battle? We've got, yes, battle, race. Um, we've got Norwich City only one point down in relegation on 18th. Southampton in 19th and then Watford in 20th only getting that one win um, two weeks ago. What I like about watching teams trying to get relegated is like there's always teams where you're like, God, it'd be fun if you went down. Like yep. um, West Ham are only a game clear. They're three points out of 
they're three points ahead of Norwich. Everton only four points out. Like, if Everton got relegated, it'd be huge. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, but every now and then, it's just the kind of thing you've got to think about. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out, because we're in the 13th game, obviously, and when, I reckon we get when we get to 15, 16, 17, we'll start seeing, okay, these guys are taking, you know, we've got to take these teams seriously. You've got to take Leicester seriously. Leicester oh, real. without a doubt. Leicester are real. Sheffield could be real. I'm Wolves. obsessed with ah, Leicester fine. City. I'm obsessed with them. They've got such a good team. It's... Like it's it's like someone's gone on FIFA and gone, oh yeah, these boys will be good, and then they've done it. Oh, I mean, look in FIFA, Jamie Vardy's card, the team of the month, player of the month card, is broken. Sure. And I think that's a embodiment of how Leicester are playing at the moment. I mean, they're just a broken team with overpowered players. James Madison is a freak. Absolutely. Freak. Um, Vardy's a freak. Casper Schmeichel was actually doing a good job for once. He's really good on him. I mean, I mean, for once. I mean, for once, but he also was the best goalkeeper of the season. They won a title. So Yeah, but I mean, look, he after that, it was kind of just like a premiership hangover, and nothing happened after that. He wasn't really good. Um, but yeah, it's good to see him back in form, because I don't yeah. mind him. I don't mind his dad either. His, dad's, um, his dad was pretty good as a keeper. But um, I think Casper's certainly um, taking his dad, you know, to the races with it because um, uh, that's that's a huge call. Oh, I'm I'm being serious. Like I reckon in the next maybe f- what four or five years we could certainly see, you know, him possibly move to replace. I don't know. In five years, I reckon. I reckon because uh, look, I I don't think at the moment he's ready for it. I think he's thirty three. Goalkeeper's gonna be forty one. Yeah, but he's not gonna start for a big team at forty one. Imagine, yeah, just, just imagine, forty one year old gets a start at Real Madrid or Barcelona. Just imagine if he replaces to Stegen or something like that. That that would be crazy. Um, yeah, look, you, you, you're doing your research here. Oh, yeah. I can tell. So basically, trying to trying to work out how old Stegen is. Yeah, he's, he's six years younger than Schmeichel. There's no way, like, there's there's no way he gets aged out by Cash Schmeichel. You, you know what? Stranger things have happened. Stranger things. Stranger happened. things have happened, and you know, absolutely mad what happened. Talking about Stranger Things, we're gonna go to a song because Stranger Things have happened. Um, we're gonna go to. Oh, you know what? There's heaps of songs here. We're going to go to Thunderstruck by ACDC because who doesn't love a bit of heavy metal ACDC on your Monday? Stay tuned. You're on the sports desk on sin. Thunderstruck by ACDC. I want to let this play out because it's actually a good tune. There we go. All right, that, that's it. Uh, back on the sports desk here on sin. James, April, Matt. For the break, we were giving a bit of a review on the uh, Premier League and the Copa Libertadores. Because the international football rap. But now we're going to ke- head back home. Head back home to I where um, so. to where football's really peaking at the moment, in my opinion, in world football. Huge morning. It's, 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 it's just peaking. It's just peaking. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We are match day seven of the A-League and also match day two of the W-League. So we'll start with the A-League. Oh, I had great fun. This was great. On this, Friday night, no, do you... Do you want to go through this one, James? I mean, I was there, so... You, you were know. there. You can give a first time. It, it was great. It was great fun. I mean, not going to lie. It was the best away day I've done because we scored like... We actually won away and we won at Wonderland, which has never happened in our, in our existence. We've never won in Parramatta and it's happened. Not bad. Like, amazing. I mean, Melbourne City won 3-2 at Bankwest. I was there. I was very happy. Um, Bankwest Stadium is the best stadium I've ever been to in my life. Um, really? Footballing wise, yes, it's amazing. Um, the MCG obviously takes the cake, of course it does. Okay. But um, Bankwest is the prettiest stadium I've ever been to. Um, everything about it just ticks, ticks a box. Um, uh, what? 
I think I think the way that I've designed like the seats and the way that um it's like fan inclusive, mm-hmm. everyone's closer. Was it quite similar to Amy Park? Did you think? No, not it's, at all. No, because Amy Park's more like it's I don't know. It's Amy Park doesn't have two levels. It's just got one level. It right. just goes up and up and up and up and up. Yeah. And then there's obviously the sides which have got the two levels. Yeah. But this has got like that full second tier the whole mm-hmm. way around the stadium. Um. And there was 12,000 there, actually, um, on Friday night. So, you know, huge tick to the Wanderers for that. Um, and finally, I got to watch the RBB in full force. And I've got to say, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen, mm. active-wise, in, like, a football, you know, perspective, like, live. That's the greatest thing I've seen. Because the way that they, like, synchronize everything and, you know, the songs they have and the drums they have, they've got cymbals, they've got another trumpet, they've got drums, they've got everything. And just like, you know, obviously we're on the other side of the stadium. It was the best experience I've ever done, had in football. So definitely, if you want to go to an away day, if you're a Victory fan, Western United fan, City fan, whatever you are, go to Bankwest. Because that place is amazing. And there's an amazing kebab shop next to it as well. (laughs) Being serious. Priorities. 100%. I mean, (laughs) you know, late night feed after a game. Now the comes out. (laughs) Late night feed after a game. There's a great kebab shop next to it. It's great. Um, It had the Wanderers colours up, so obviously they're football fans. Um, but yeah, or they're just good businessmen. Either that, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. But um, yeah, all right. Did you want to take us through the goal scorers for yes. that so, match? So, um, Kami Yaboa got a second minute um, goal to push them up one nil, and then McLaren got a goal back for City in the fifty sixth minute. Um, Josh Berlante got an easy tap in, scoring his first goal in two years um, in the A League, and then Kwame Yaboa got another one in the eightieth minute, and then of course McLaren decides to turn on the Jets. Um, and score a goal in the 92nd minutes, getting that winner. Now, he's broken a record here. He's one of the first players in A-League history to score nine goals in four games. Um, it's a really specific stat. Yeah. It's a very specific <laughs> stat. Um, so he got, obviously, three last week um, mm-hmm. against Brisbane, and now he's got two, and then he got two again um, in the previous game. So he's, he's just so good. I mean, we, he it was at the... Luckily, all three goals were at the hour end that we were sitting in. And the last goal, it was a a really poor cross from Lachlan Wales. But McLaren, like, stopped it in his tracks and centred it. And as soon as he stopped the ball and he, like, refocused, no one was going to get to him. You just knew it was going in. He didn't even, like, he didn't even have a shot for the ball and he just knew it was going in. Like, just, that (laughs) that bloke amazes me. Um, And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, as in being neutral now, Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of talk about um, McLaren going over to Europe again to restart his career. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you think. Now he about did. That. Ca- he did come out and say um, he made like a statement. Um, I think it was Sunday. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think it was Sunday, and he was saying that it's up to City and his manager what he does, but um, uh, he's really happy where he is, and he can't see himself going anywhere anytime soon. So he's still contracted and for the next three and a half years. Um, so, you know, he's contracted. So if he stays true to his contract, then, you know, hopefully we get some silverware with him. Mm-hmm. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if we, um, you know, if we had him sold for a lot of money to a... Um, I mean, say John Van Skip, who obviously coached City before, would be um, looking for him to join PSV. And, you know, PSV is one of the best clubs and we've seen a lot of A-League players go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully he stays in the A-League. I don't, you know... If it was City, fantastic. But if it was anywhere else, it's still good for the A League. A League's got yeah. a massive tick to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's absolutely he's on fire. He's so good. He's, he's scoring like he's he's scoring a goal every thirty. He's scoring minutes. for fun every thirty six minutes. 
Yeah, That's it's it's nuts. I mean, he was he was laughing. He was he was running. He was running. Um, uh, it's the goalpost, and he was just laughing. It wasn't even like, oh yeah, I've scored a goal. He's just laughing, and we're just like, like is he just laughing? How easy it is. Twelve shots. Twelve. Yeah, I know. Amazing. Twelve shots for nine goals it tells you either he's really good or keepers are not good. Yeah, I mean, one of the two. Keepers are pretty but good. I in think the yeah. I think he's quite good. Um, to move on to the rest of the A League games this weekend. On Saturday, we had Wellington Phoenix take on the Brisbane Roar at home. Wellington got up to one. Uh, goals to Stephen Taylor and Ulysses Davila. Yep. Um, and Stefan Mork. Stefan Mork, yep. Um, scored for Brisbane. There we go. Then we also had Adelaide United got up 3-1 over Melbourne Victory in The original Adelaide. rivalry. Now, this is one of, you know, obviously this is the biggest rivalry in football mm-hmm. in Australia because that was back in when the A-League started in 05-06. This was like the main thing that, you know, Victory fans wanted to do, Adelaide, and, you know, they yeah. do vice versa. God, Victory were embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> like, you know what it's like? I was talking to a mate the other, yesterday about it, and we're having a good chat, like being total and neutral about this, because as, as soon as we be biased towards City about Victory, it's not a good chat. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about it, and we're like, <clears throat> it's literally like that Warren Joyce has switched from Melbourne City to Melbourne Victory. Because we used to call it Joyce Ball. That's how bad it was. We just called it Joyce Ball um, the way that we played our game. And it was like Victory were playing Joyce Ball last night. Um, on, on Saturday night, sorry. Mm. It was just disgraceful. And Mark Bosnich ripped into Victory so bad and was like, you should hang your heads in shame. You're so bad. Of course. He's 100% right. And everyone's like, oh, he's being too harsh. No, he's not. Um, to put on a performance like that when fans have spent good money traveling over to watch your team play... And obviously, you what you got the highest membership rate in the league. You got twenty six thousand yep. members, and for over um, three hundred and fifty of them to go to a game, pack out two away base, sell them out within, I think it was um, twenty four hours of it going on sale. They sold it out, um, and to put on a performance like that with McGree getting two goals and um, uh, Basher getting an own goal f- from victory, to lose three one with only Ola Toivonen getting one goal. Five shots. Not good. Five shots. Not good. Outshot by 18. I'm not happy because, what you know. You're not happy. Be, Should you be, be buzzing? No, because what I'm all I'm saying is, like, you, I want the league to peak. Yeah. And I want it to be good. And to have a team like Victory get embarrassed and sitting second bottom on the ladder, losing, drawing to the Phoenix three weeks three weeks ago, isn't good for the league, but it's good for other teams to go up. Um, Speaking of, how good? Phoenix, Phoenix finally got a win. Oh, it's about time. It's about time they got a win. Um, Still last, but... It doesn't matter. They got to win. But you know, that's all that matters. You know, who's second last is the victory. The victory. So, you know, yeah, it's not that, not that close. Not sorry, not not that far out. Yeah. All the all the Knicks need to do is win another game, and they could be up to sixth. Yeah. Exciting. It's really good. The bottom half of the table is not good. Uh, last two games of the round was Perth Glory taking on Sydney FC in Perth. Uh, Sydney got up three one in that game. Yep. And the final game yesterday was the Central Coast Mariners taking on Western United. What a great game this was. Central Coast ended up getting up 1-0. Um, I'm not going to say his name. His name is, hang on, here it is, Giancarlo Galafuccio. Love it. Great. Defender. It was an own goal. It was a deflection. Um, or he claimed it as his, as his own goal, mm-hmm. which it was. Love but it. it was deflected off a knee. And then uh, um, Philip Curdo tapped it. Like, try, try to get a finger on it, but he just backspun it. 
Oh. So instead of him getting like a crucial touch on it, yeah. he backspun it and it literally just bounced and it bounced straight into the net. So talk about unlucky for keepers. That is just, oh, yeah. Apart from getting chipped, that's one of the worst things that could happen. You try and flick mm. a ball out and it just gets backspin and just goes into the goal. Oh, I love watching keepers get chipped. Oh, it's, it's, it's just... It's, a pure, it's such a pure joy. As a keeper, I feel insulted when it happens. But it just it just happens because ch- chipping, you know, obviously you run out and they're yeah. just too good. Someone's like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go over you. And yeah, go, oh, no. just goes bang. Um, as the as the ladder goes, uh, I read to the top six. As that's only the finals contention. We've got City in first still, um, but Sydney FC are in hot form. Um, obviously, getting those f- uh, four wins out of the five. They're sitting in second place with one game to play over City, so they only played six and they're on fifteen points. Um, Adelaide United on 12 points, played six. Um, Western, Wander- Western Sydney Wanderers in fourth on 10 points. Western United also on 10 points. Goal difference going to the Wanderers. And then Central Coast have moved up to sixth um, with that win over Western United. And then bottom, we have Wellington Phoenix with only that one win and one draw. So, yeah. That's well, A-League. But you know what? We're going to have W-League because I think so. W-League has been great. Sports desk derby. Sports Cam- desk. Cambria United, Melbourne City. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to take us through this, April? I will. All right, I'll start with the Canberra United, Melbourne City game, which was yesterday. Um, in Canberra, uh, Melbourne City got up 2-1 with goals to Mijatovic in the 67th minute and a 94th minute penalty um, from Emily Van Egmond uh, and Katie Stengel. Got scored in the 59th minute for Canberra. Um, I watched like snippets of this game. It was pretty good. Um, who was most impressive was, I think, Simone Charlie for Canberra, who scored both of their goals last yep. week. Um, she always looks threatening for Canberra, and it was probably disappointing that she didn't score, and I think probably disappointing Canberra didn't win this game, if not at least get the draw. Was the penalty controversial? Because a 94th minute penalty, all I'm, all I'm saying is I'm just screaming out for controversy in my head. It was there. <laughs> it was there. Yep. The it was disappointing. Was. It was disappointing, yep. but it was there. It was there. Um, So uh, that's a rough way to lose a game. Yep. Big, yeah. <laughs> anyway, if we go through the rest of the games, so we had three other matches starting on Thursday with... Brisbane Raw taking on Melbourne Victory at home. Victory got up 3-2 in that match. Yep. Uh, on Friday, we had two games. Western Sydney took on Newcastle Jets, getting up 1-0 I over watched them. this game. That was the curtain raiser. Mm-hmm. And it was great. When we got there about what, half-time because the game yep. got delayed because of okay. the rain. They stopped in the 28th minute and stopped about 45 minutes um, because the rain was just terrible. It was thunder and lightning. And okay. the refs thought, okay, it's a bit too close. Yep. Let's just head off. So we got there about half time basically because you know we didn't we were like oh let's just rock up let's just mm-hmm. watch it and it was great I loved it I mean you know I've, I've watched a couple of WA games we've been to a couple um, but yeah this is highly entertaining I mean having only going down one nil Newcastle Jets they were really pushing for that goal in the last five minutes of the game and they had about five chances in the last ten minutes and um, props to them because they're coming up um, they're looking good but Western Sydney obviously just too good for them. I think if I'm looking at their stats, it sort of doesn't really tell that story because mm. uh, Western Sydney had 29 shots to Newcastle's five yeah. um, and also had 71% of the possession over Newcastle's 29%. So 
looking yeah. at those stats is obviously something Newcastle's going to have to fix up obviously, to be uh, more competitive throughout yeah. the season. I think this is a game where the stats do lie yeah. over what the game was because it was really exciting. I mean, that had a few chances. Um, and, I mean, look, I think w, having curtain raises for um, the A-League games, I rate it 100%. And so the final game of the W League for match day two was Adelaide United taking on Sydney. Sydney got up 1-0 over them, and that leaves the ladder with Sydney on top, Western Sydney in second, then Melbourne City and Canberra, and Adelaide United and Perth are on the bottom of the ladder. But, of course, only two games in, um, so not too much we can take from that just yet. Yep, I agree. All right, I reckon that's football wrapped up. It's well and truly done. Well and truly wrapped up. (laughs) Uh, this is a really great tune. A bit of K-San from... A bit of cold chisel. All right, have a listen. You're on the sports desk. All right, boys and girls, get the oranges. It's half time, but don't worry. We'll be back right after the break. Great tune there by cold chisel. You're on the sports desk on Sin, James, April, and Matt. For the break, we're talking some football, more football, because football is very relevant now that AFL is not a thing for the next, what, Couple months, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could say about February becomes relevant. And then we'll have the AFLW Correct. as well. Correct. Um, if you haven't listened to us last what forty three minutes, you can um, check us out in their podcast, which will be on Omni and on Facebook. So give us give us a listen if you want to hear what we were talking about with football and our you know reviews and whatever you want to call it. Um, but let's move on to some cricket. I think so, because we had the test match between Australia and Pakistan at the Gabba in Brisbane, uh, wrapped up in four days with the Australians winning by an innings and five runs. Oh, the Gabbatois. Don't you love it? It's one of my favourites. I love the Gabbatois. It's, um, we haven't lost there in, what, 31 years now? I think it's 31. Because this year was, yeah, it's the, it's the 31st year that we've... um. That it's you know been a thing, so haven't lost since then. Uh, I, I think we should go through some um, some results and some like scores. Um, here we go. Sorry, my my computer's mis- misbehaving very well, much. Uh, I, think, I, I think I think the best part about that was it's just a testament to the crushing inevitability of Test cricket. Like the entire game, even from like day one, you're like, okay, we're gonna win this. Yeah, well, I like, think I don't I don't like to say it's crushing and burning because I love Test cricket. No, I no, actually it, it, it was just inevitable. Yeah. Like, I'm not really like a test cricket fan, but I actually enjoyed watching this game. You can appreciate um, it. Perhaps perhaps because it was a day shorter than it was meant to be was a <laughs> bonus. <laughs> yep. Um but I thought so Pakistan scored two hundred and forty in their first innings, then Australia came out to make five hundred and eighty. That just didn't look good. Pakistan then made three hundred and thirty five um, which was, of course, five runs short of the target that they needed in their second innings. Just, um, just but to make us bat again. I thought even watching Pakistan batting in that second innings, there was some hope for a while that they were going to make our score and that we were going to at least have to bat for a bit again to win the game. <laughs> just imagine if they make one run extra. They would have, like, set us 20. Like, yep. They all batted for three days and, like, Barbara's arm would have had to have made an unbelievable amount of runs. Oh, he batted really well. He I bat- mean, if we go through the scores for Pakistan... Like, um, on one hand, he batted really well. On the other hand, like, they were bowling to such an aggressive field. Yep. Because all they needed to do was take the wickets. Like, yep. they had runs to play with, runs in the bag. Like... Well, they were chasing, know. what, a hundred uh, over 
I was totally wrong there. I'm not good with numbers. 340 um, run, first innings lead. Three, is five. huge. Yeah. And then they went down quickly and early. Same with the first dig. Like, yep. you know, they batted out and then all of a sudden, Sahail went, Azam went, Iktifar Ahmed went. And then it was like, they were, th- they were none for 74 and then they were three for 77. You're like, ah, oh, ooh, okay. It's, yeah. it's happening. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, look, if we go through the score, like the scorecard, um, so we had obviously Baba Azam getting 104 off, off 173. Um, Itfar Ahmed got a duck off four balls. Um, Muhammad Rizwan obviously got 95. That was really close to getting 100 there. Uh, just fell short of the boundary with Nathan Lyon. Save his hands in the books. And then uh, Yassir Shah got uh, 42. And then apart from that, everyone didn't make over. Uh, apart from um, Shan Masood, who obviously was... Um, it looked good. The day before. He looked, he looked good. But I'm everyone sorry. else didn't get uh, above 10 runs. So that's that. Yeah. Australia won. Wickets takers. Um, who, who took wickets? Here we go. So Josh Hazelwood got four for 63 off 21 overs. Mitchell Stark got three for 73 off 16.2 overs. Finished the job there. Uh, Nathan Lyon got one for 74 off his 21, and Pat Cummins got two for 69 off 21. So everyone really bowled 21 except for Mitchell Stark. They gave Marnus the ball for five Oh, overs. don't you love seeing a big Marnus love a Skakney? I love it. I love get, it. Get the red cherry. Get the ball, send down five overs, get hit for seven and over. Yeah. Like, that, 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 that'll tell you a, a thing or two about how about just how in control we were, is that we gave Marnus five overs. Big old Marnus. And he went for seven runs. And we were like, yeah, you know what? You can still do this. You know, you know what it's like? It's like giving Marcus North a bowl back back in the O's. Like, uh, Marcus North could bowl. Uh, mm. I reckon. You know what? No, no, no. Be- better one. It's like giving Matthew Wade the ball. You're right. Back <laughs> back when we played um, Sri Lanka at um, Blundstone Arena. And Phil Hughes actually got to keep that day. And he, I think he one over in his whole life. That's the only time he kept in his life was that one over. And I, only, I think um, Matthew Wade only went for like, three runs off that over. So he was really, really tight bowling. Marcus North's test best figures are six for 55. Are you serious? He took a six for. Are you? Wow. Well, I'm baffled. Yeah, Marcus, I mean, Marcus North could bowl. I, I think I was only like, what, nine at the time when he was playing? When he was in peak? I probably think, yeah. couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, I, I was very young. I'm, I'm not that much of a Marcus North fan. Yeah, I'm, look, Marcus North was good, but I'll tell you who I'm a big fan of, Callum Ferguson. Because um, he's been kicking around, but it feels like. I mean, look, the, the only time we actually made real runs was um, was what, but back in South Australia days, and then he ran himself out on, on one, uh, in his like what first and only um test appearance. <laughs> there we go. So that um, was it. North debuted in two thousand and nine, played his last test two thousand and ten. There we go. So that's it. A one year career. A one year career. Fantastic. And he still t- found time to take six far. <laughs> What a man. What well, a man. Well, if we bring it back to well the Well done, test. April. I like it. Well done. Let's be relevant. Keeping us grounded. Stop the Marcus North chat. Marcus North chat. Um, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought of Nazim Shah, who was, of course, the 16-year-old Pakistani debut bowler. Yep. Um, he bowled his second second ball or something, was the fastest ball of the test at that time. I'm not sure if it stood to be um, as the match continued, but he's obviously got a lot of talent. He looked good. He took one for 68 of 20. Uh, he, he got one maiden, so good on him. He got one maiden. 
Brooklyn. Um, but again, we were just slapping them around the park. Yeah. His economy rate was 3.4. Um, and he bowled one no ball. And that was it. He so. bowled, he bowled Which well was, the... of course, the almost wicket of Warner. <laughs> bowled well on the first yep. day. Didn't really bowl on the second day. Yeah. I mean, I assume he pulled up a bit stiff because oh, he's 16 you'd, years old. You would say so. First day of Test cricket. Just imagine that, right? Also, it's... imagine being 16. And facing a hat-trick ball from a thunderbolt of Mitchell Stark's left arm. I mean, that, that thing is scary. You don't want to be anywhere near Mitchell Stark's left arm Stark coming at the crease. Like, right. that, I love when um, Stark bowls because the way that the height he gets when he comes down and rips that right arm over to get that quick, like that quickness, yeah. it's just great. He's unreal. I, w- I would be so scared facing that. And imagine at 16... Um, oh, yeah, I, I passed with me. Yep. I was doing nothing at 16, let alone playing test cricket for my country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what I was, I was even doing at 16. Exactly. So, yeah, ju- just at school. Just so at then, school. Even the other test matches, like India smacked Bangladesh by an innings and a bunch, like 106 and under yep. 200. Um, in the, the, the game to, to watch, if you feel like watching some test cricket today, is the rest of the England-New Zealand game after New Zealand absolutely pulled it out. Yeah. Like four for 200 declared at 600 like don't know where they got that from yeah but well I mean look England trailed by 194 runs and they're three for yep so uh, we've got currently got Joe Denley and Joe Root on strike Denley's on nine and Root's on 11 obviously Jack Leach that's not obvious what am I saying Jack Leach got uh, out Jack Leach the man who got sponsored by Specsavers after saving that test in Manchester um, was it Manchester yes it was Edgerton. Ed, that's, that's the one um, after even getting, saving that uh, 12 ball duck. Not good. 12 ball duck. Oh, well, that's a night watchman for you. Um, so, yeah, go and watch that if you want to watch some cricket because why not? Yeah. Cr- cr- you know what? Cricket's the winner out of this. Cricket is the cricket winner. Cricket is the winner. Um, and Australia. All right, we're going to get to a quick song, I reckon, and yeah. just, um, I don't know. Chop up tennis afterwards. Quick tennis. 100%. Bang. And then we can wrap up and that'd be the show. We're going to listen to a bit, of a, a bit of another classic tune, in my opinion. Stand by me. Stay Love tuned. It. You're on the sports desk. Stand by me. That was a great tune. Don't don't you love it? Classic. It's just relaxing. It, it's very relaxing for your Monday. Back on the sports desk on Sam James, April Matt. Only a couple of minutes to go, so we're going to wrap up the Davis Cup results because it finished this morning. I would say our time. I think. Yep. Um, we had the finals between Spain and Canada, and Spain have taken it out heavyweights winning both the singles rubbers so roberto bautista agut uh got up seven six seven three six three over uh canada's orge aliasime yep. i'm not sure we'll go with that just just, um, just make it sound like you're confident in knowing what you're saying <laughs> yep that's his name no, and that's his name. then we also had of course rafa nadal take on denis shapovalov uh, Nadal got up six three seven six nine seven in the tiebreaker of that second set there. So an exciting finish to that match. Um, and that wraps up the tournament for Spain. They didn't play out the doubles rubber because it wasn't necessary. See you later. Big ups Canada playing with actual teenagers again. Like, Oja Aliasim's 19. Shapovalov is just 20. Yep. So good on them for blooding the youth. We're seeing a lot of these young guys really coming through now. And um, Canada and <laughs> young guys. <laughs> um, Canada did beat Australia and take us out in the quarterfinals. Um, the semi-finals were between Great Bir- Great Britain and Spain and Canada and Russia. 
Um, so honestly, if we're going to be dumped out by anyone, I'm glad it was Canada who went who matters the final. Yep, makes us seem all right. Yeah, it does. Um, they this was of course the new format of the Davis Cup, um, cramming it all into one week. They're going to do a review again to see whether they keep it like this or make any changes. Um, they struggle with crowd numbers a lot, mostly only. I think this was held in Spain. Yeah. Um, Finals mostly. In only getting Spanish fans there. Sounds about right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they try to do to rectify that um, because really like, it seems like a pretty fun tournament and something that people would want to go watch. Uh, so obviously there was some kind of barrier preventing people from doing that. Yeah, I, I like having tournaments all crammed into one week or one month, just like really smashing it out. Um, Good to know the result. It's not like... Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I think when back when, or two, three years ago, when... Australian Open just finished. The Davis Cup always be, used to be held at Kuyong like a week or two later. Mm-hmm. And that'd be like a you know thing to go and see. But then you'd never hear from it again because they'd be playing in like, you know, your Kyrgyzstan or like, I don't yeah. know, some random country that you'd play a random round against. Um, but no, nah, it's good. I don't mind it. Um, yeah. We saw all the top players pretty much at it as well. Yeah. Um, which is good to see. And we saw um, like Djokovic when Serbia went out um, was crying at the end of the match. So obviously the players care a lot about the Davis Cup. Without a doubt. Um, so all in all, a good tournament. They lost their um, court, like, what, quarterfinal? Yeah, quarterfinal yeah. to yep. Serbia. Lost the doubles. Not good. Not yeah, good. well, no, Novak won his game in straight, and then that's all lost, that matters. And then, and, then, and then they lost their doubles because Novak's just like, okay, as long as they win my game, that's it. Because he can't <laughs> lean on Victor Trochi as much as he might have hoped. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what are we, are we getting to anything else? Basketball, NBA, oh, too NBL. Much, there's too much stuff to talk about to wrap it up in I two minutes. I mean, you could go on for. Years, I could, I could, I could go on. For you years. got a man crush on Donkic? Who doesn't? Come on, who doesn't? Yeah, he's so, he's so good. He's amazing. Um, he was the. Do we, have, do, we, do we have enough time? Look, we've got. You know we what? Run through the NBL. We'll run through the NBL. Um, NBL. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. We've got a minute week and a half. Eight of the NBL. The Bullets got up over the 36ers, 106 to 104 on Friday night. Saturday, we saw South East Melbourne Phoenix go down to the Sydney Kings, 90 to 86. Uh, the Cairns Taipans got up over Perth Wildcats, 91 to 84. Melbourne United beat the Bullets, 108 to 94. The 36ers got up 117 over the New Zealand Breakers, uh, who got the 100. I can't remember if I said their score. Yep. Anyway, and then we've got the last match tonight, which is the Illawarra Hawks taking on the Cairns Taipans. And for some reason, Illawarra are favourites. <laughs> I mean, the Taipans are coming off this. Like they're on the second line of a back-to-back. Oh no, no, they're not. Sorry, that no. was Saturday and tonight. Oh they yeah, won up one game. <laughs> up the mighty Illawarra Hawks. They could go back to back. They the could go back to back. Season. Good on them. Alright. Should I? I'll run through the ladder before yes, we wrap go. up. Um, the Kings are on top with ten wins and one loss. Then the Wildcats, Melbourne United, and South East Melbourne Phoenix sitting together in third and fourth. And then, of course, the Illawarra Hawks are sitting on the bottom. Still. Um, Two and eight. We will wait and see for tonight's match whether Mighty. they can make any progression up the ladder. We certainly will. All right. Well, that's been Sports Desk, your Monday edition. It's been good. Been solid. Get some reviews out. Pump some reviews out. Pump some um, scores. What, football. Chat. Chat. Decent. Solid. If you wanted to listen to that back again, you can um, 
go on Omni. You can go on Facebook because the pod will be up there as well. So um, you can get us everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, The Sports Desk, I think. Or is it Sports Desk? I don't know. It's one of the two. You'll find us on either The Sports Desk or Sports Desk, whichever one you want to go. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, what, Wednesday's team will be back on Wednesday and then obviously Friday... And then the Monday team will be back. back Wednesday with the Wednesday team. Yep. Friday with the Friday team. And Monday go. with the Monday that, team. That's the way. Just, in, just in case you were confused. Yeah. <laughs> that's facts for you. Um, all right, we're going to play you out of the tune now. Face listening. Scores on air will be up next. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in to the Sports Desk on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, 9 till 10. And make sure to check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast from.